on, Neil Patel here. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the India Startup Show. So today I speak with Divya Nambia. She's the founder of Nichara, a revolutionary fashion jewellery label based in Bangalore. Uh, so the brand offers a range of fusion jewellery, which is a unique mix of traditional and contemporary designs. So today in this podcast, we talk about what actually inspired her to do this, how it's going so far, what keeps her awake at night, uh, her management style, social responsibility, time spent at Columbia University, uh, to long-term goals. She also serves her advice on how to build a brand and much, much more. So please enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, Divya. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you, Neil. My pleasure. Uh, great. Please tell the listeners a brief overview of what you're building, please. Uh, so we're trying to build a brand which is very focused on the st- uh, reminding women of the strength, the beauty, and all of all our jewelry, all our designs are handmade. Mm-hmm. And we are trying to build a brand that is globally known. And we are trying to focus on a global market. We are trying to. We have recently started international shipping, mm-hmm. and we are focusing a lot on Europe and US. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it. Basically, the idea is to get the Indian uh, handicrafts, the Indian jewelry out there, because I truly believe that the Indian craftsmen are the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why why Indian brands should not be the most well-known global brands in jewelry. And what inspired? So, yeah, yeah, sorry. What inspired you to do this? And how, how did you get how did you get started? Uh, I always was interested in designing, uh, whether it's garments or jewelry. It just so happened that I started with jewelry, and um, I think one of the reasons was uh, since I had no background in designing, I th- I always. Uh, thought that at least the jewelry sizing is not an issue. Honestly, that's one of the reasons. Uh, but I I love designing jewelry a lot. I have a lot of influence from my mother who mm-hmm. used to design her own jewelry. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing professional. It's her own own designs, her mm-hmm. own jewelry pieces. And I think that had a big influence. Mm-hmm. And how long have you done this now? And how, how's it going so far? So it's been one and a half year. Mm-hmm. The first year, I have to say, is pretty tough. It's mm-hmm. a very steep learning curve. Uh, but now I've reached that stage where I'm beginning to enjoy the challenges because every day, no doubt, there's going to be a new challenge and uh, I would have absolutely no idea how to go about it. But uh, now I'm getting the more, getting into the stride of it and enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in, in terms of like sales and orders, how, how's that going? Can you, can you share some stats? So, Yes, absolutely. So uh, we started a website in May 2015 and uh, we did not want to put in a lot of investment into Google AdWords and Google sales and all that stuff because you have to put in a huge amount of money to be competing with the big brands out there. And as a startup, that's not how we wanted to go. Uh, so the first, say, seven to eight months, the orders pretty much trickled in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, starting from around, uh, say, March, April, uh, we've been having a great response from the customers. We are having a lot of international orders. So that was very good, uh, especially starting from, say, around uh, July, August. Mm-hmm. Say that's around the Diwali season, Durga Puja, Navratri. Uh, our sales have almost doubled. We are doing around almost 600 to 650 orders a month, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is a big jump for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we continue to be increasing this almost, say, 20 to 25% by next coming January, February. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, is that what you expected when you first started, those types of orders and uh, growth? Uh, honestly, Neil, uh, 
so this is totally out of my passion you know this is uh, born out of my passion it was not exactly uh, the whole business sense into it came much later after i learned how the designing process works the good manufacturers good quality and all that stuff only then did i get into the whole business part of it um starting which we start put um, started paying a lot of attention to social media influencers like the bloggers and uh, fashion bloggers and uh, facebook instagram only after we started paying a lot of attention to these sources did our sales really jump up mm-hmm. i mean you mentioned the early days i mean being quite challenging you know any any stories to tell i mean how, how long did it take you to get your first sale and what was that like i'm still learning honestly <laughs> i'm still absolutely uh because uh, you know what happens is if you don't know anything about jewelry designing and you go and tell a manufacturer uh, that this is the kind of designs that we want mm-hmm. if he tells you that um sorry sorry ma'am we can't do this you can't really debate it mm-hmm. you just have to take their word for it because you don't have much knowledge in it mm-hmm. uh so and i really wanted to have a team around me which says whatever you want will be done mm-hmm. or whatever is gets you know whatever is needed to be done will be done mm-hmm. so uh very steep learning curve learning the stone settings kind of gold plating mm-hmm. because one of the major concerns is high quality i did not want to provide a subpar quality at all and that's a major concern for us so finding the right manufacturing partner was uh, i think the biggest challenge mm-hmm. excellent Uh, and looking back, um, you know, what's the, been the key takeaway? You know, what have you learned from from the last year and a half in terms of uh, the startup? Um, a lot of things. I think persistence, mm-hmm. uh, because um, you, uh, especially if you are breaking away from your uh, education or you know you're in a finance background and you're going into or any any background, mm-hmm. anything, and you're going into a totally different. kind of an environment and you really want to go ahead and do that then for sure they're going to be like really dark gloomy days mm-hmm. uh, just the persistence to get out of it and um, try to continue doing that it's still too early for me to say this neil but uh, i think this is what works excellent so you said you're a finance graduate was it uh, columbia university yes okay. yes what, what was that like any any like stories any personal highlights it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and fun uh, i had at that point i had no idea my whole uh, idea of being at columbia was to have a lot of fun uh, get a degree and just get a job and then enjoy myself but uh, everything changed uh, but it was absolutely fun i was before columbia i was studying in carnegie mellon for say a semester uh, but one of the reasons why i moved to columbia was to explore the city because uh i wanted to be in a place where there uh, in a university where there are different cultures okay. and people from different you know continents but uh carnegie mellon had a lot of indians so i was like okay mm-hmm. not if i wanted that i would study <laughs> in india i love carnegie <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, columbia had a whole lot of uh, different cultures mixing in so that was great absolutely fun mm-hmm. nice so is this purely an online Uh, market play or is, uh, it, no, or is it offline as well yes we are offline as well we provide uh, our new collections to uh, five metros in india that's delhi bangalore chennai bombay and kolkata we are in the top designer stores in these cities mm-hmm. 
And what's like the plan for the future, let's say, like the next two, three years? Uh, so we are planning to bootstrap it for the next two, three years and uh, see how it goes. And we are um, really focusing a lot on the international market uh, because it, it's still quite a task convincing people to do online shopping uh, in India. It takes a way more effort than outside right now. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll be focusing a lot there. And initially, the whole motive was to build our brand to be globally known mm -hmm. so we're going to move in that direction mm -hmm. i mean have you got any tips on how to do that you know in terms of branding i um, mean you you've been doing it for the like, last year and a half and any because obviously we have startups who may be into branding any any advice for that uh, I, I i think right now the trend is to uh, you should get in touch with the social media influencers. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I say that, we have to look into, for example, a blogger has, say, around 20,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 followers. Mm -hmm. uh, we should make sure that who are the followers? Is that the target market? Uh, when the blogger posts a picture or blo blogs about your brand, uh, what are the kind of questions that the followers are asking? Um, sometimes, for example, uh, you might, uh, if you're a tech influencer and he has like 100,000 followers among, uh, say, teenagers, mm -hmm. not going to help. So uh, that's we need to do a complete research on the kind of social media influences and who their followers are followers are so that you know you target it accordingly mm -hmm. interested to know what your friends and family think of this obviously you're at Cumbly University studying finance and you had a job but then obviously you started this business uh, what, what were their initial thoughts so friends were all pretty skeptical honestly <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were like oh we are all doing investment banking what are you doing so uh, <laughs> So my family was extremely supportive. Um, my father and mother, extremely supportive. My sister herself is a banker. She um, was also very supportive of it, um, still is. Mm -hmm. um, she's also an entrepreneur now. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, uh, initially everyone's a bit skeptical, but when they see that, okay, she's uh, doing well and the brand is getting to know, you know, it's getting well-known and read, then they are all supportive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, do you like the bootstrapping process? I mean, have you thought about getting the, you know, VC funding like everyone else is doing? Uh, so not right now. I've given it a fair bit of thought and not right now. See, another two, three years because uh, we can bootstrap it right now. And uh, uh, we are not, uh, we're not willing to part away with a huge share of the company right now, which would happen if we go for a funding right now. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make much financial sense right now maybe in three years uh, we would look into a partnership which would help us grow into a bigger more established brand mm -hmm. i mean what's the long what's the long-term goal and i mean how, how big do you want to go with this uh sky's the limit i'm not sure i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly uh i i would i would love to have uh, stores all over the world uh, especially i would love to have a store in hong kong and dubai mm -hmm. and uh, because the consumerism there is amazing it's mind-blowing so i think those are the two places i would love to have a store mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's the plan mm -hmm. thing yeah it must be I mean, it must be quite a competitive market i mean how, how do you do with the competition 
Uh, it's extremely competitive. What is helping us right now is customer service and high quality. Because um, uh, there is no alternative to good customer service. And you can come up with uh, like a hundred more better designs. Every second person might come up with that. But a good customer service, I find, for example, out of say, uh, we've only, we've had minimal returns, which is, I'm very happy about it. And we make sure not to let a customer go away angry or upset or anything. So we are very particular about not, you know, giving superb customer service and quality. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Where does the name come from? Uh, Uniarcha is, uh, my grandmother used to tell me tales about her. And uh, <laughs> so she was this warrior from South India mm-hmm. who, uh, during the 17th century, right? So she would wear a sword around her belt and uh, she was a superb fighter mm-hmm. and she would wear a sword around her belt and she was extremely beautiful and she used to wear a lot of jewelry. So there was this woman who stands for both beauty and strength, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was perfect and perfectly what how, how I would want women to be mm-hmm. and think about themselves and feel about themselves. So I think that's how it came. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm just looking at the website. You mentioned social responsibility. Yes. yes. Just, just talk about that for those people who don't know what that is. Uh, so, um, I have seen that among close uh, acquaintances and friends, like, you know, whenever there's a rape uh, situation in India, a rape case in India, how people tend to talk uh, dismissively about the victim. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hurtful how, you know, they would even, I'm talking about well educated people who would talk dismissively about rape victims. Mm-hmm. So uh, that there was something, this was something which I've been passionate about since I was a kid. And I always used to think that uh, when I start making money, I'm going to be related to this cause. Uh, so Prajwala Foundation is an amazing foundation. And uh, they not only make sure that the rape victims get back with the family, but if the family doesn't want to accept the rape victims back into their lives. They make sure that uh, she is well equipped to go out into the market and get a job. Mm-hmm. So I love that about Prajwala Foundation, and I think it's a perfect uh, mix with how we would want our brand to be mm-hmm. associated with. Excellent. I mean, who are your like uh, heroes? It could be like a business hero or non-business hero. Um, would it be too cliche to say my business hero is my father? Uh, because I've seen him work very closely for three years and he's, uh, I have um, learned everything from him. He's like uh, a kind of passion you give into work, uh, extremely ethical, high quality, superb customer services, something that I've learned from him. But uh, I really do admire Ratan Tata. Mm -hmm. So that would also be another business hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say is like the things that keep you awake at night? Sales. Uh, they keep me awake at night. So oh, also one of the things is we do a limited edition collections because um, it, 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 for, a, for a new brand like us, it keeps the customer's curiosity awake if we keep having new uh, designs coming in. And you know, the customer should know that after one week, this design might not be available again and we will not be reproducing it. So that's the kind of uh, policy we kind of work on. So sometimes when the designs 
are completely sold out and we have a huge number of inquiries coming in for a particular design. You know, this small stuff like that are basically the sales always keep me awake. <laughs> and you mentioned the team. How, how big is the team? So we are a team of six people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we were we were around nine in Delhi, but we recently moved to Bangalore. Mm-hmm. So we're still rebuilding our team. So we are six right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what's your like leadership leadership style? Is it oh. hands, hands on or hands off? <laughs> very hands on. Hands on. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm very hands on. Um, I think I'm a terrible boss. So I don't think they like me too much. <laughs> but I have a wonderful team. <laughs> I have a wonderful team, and uh, I think I might be slightly way more hands on than than is needed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, obviously, we have a lot of first time founders listening. Uh, what should, what should they be focusing on, based on your experience? Um, always better to be, uh, if you're, if you're going in for a new field, if you're going into a new career path than the one you have studied or you have experiences, uh, I would say get at a year or two experience at least, mm-hmm. uh, because it would make your learning curve much more easier, more comfortable, uh, or you partner in with someone who has qualities, which you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you actually design the jewelry yourself then? Um, so we have two sections on the website. Mm-hmm. One is uh, absolutely designed by us, mm-hmm. and the other is curated from all over the world. So our, all the designs which are designed by us, we keep them very limited edition, mm-hmm. and we don't reproduce those designs. Mm-hmm. So and the other section is the curated. So we keep a mix. Mm-hmm. So where do you get your ideas from? You know, uh, what what how do you how do you get inspired when it comes to the creative process? Um. Um, I, I spent a lot of, I spent actually spent a lot of months thinking about what the next inspiration has to be. Uh, it, it could be anywhere from like birds or architecture or um, a book that I might be reading. So um, what can I say? I think it has to be nature and architecture or uh, for example, our next collection now nowadays because we know that the seasons are coming up and we've learned to rep- uh, not produce our designs before the season. Uh, now that we know what uh, the winter season is coming and the party season is right around the corner, mm-hmm. we are now designing a collection which is slightly more different mm-hmm. than the usual. Uh, it's nothing epic inspired or traditional. Uh, it's slightly more apt for the party season mm-hmm. uh, so keeping in mind what the crowd wants what the client wants mm-hmm. we also try to include that in our design inspirations cool. what, what's your favorite piece and why uh, my favorite piece mm-hmm. oh my god okay uh, i think it has to be a choker i just designed uh, it's very minimal and it's very statement and graceful. So I like that. It's perfect. You know, it kind of goes with both traditional and if someone wants to wear it with a gown, that would also work. Mm-hmm. So I like that design. It's a choker with a simple uh, green onyx in the center mm-hmm. uh, with uh, like four diamonds, zircon studs around it. Mm-hmm. So it's simple and classic. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to ask you five quick fire questions now. Um, okay. Are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, very early morning person. Early morning person, okay. And are you a coffee person or a tea person? Neither. Neither, okay. <laughs> um, what did you drink then? Water? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love chocolate. So chocolate milkshakes. Oh, chocolate milkshakes. Oh, cool. <laughs> very healthy. Um, 
what picture do you have on your smartphone home screen? Uh, it, it's it's of uh, me in uh, Fuki. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what's your favorite food? Um, Rajma Chawal. Okay, cool. And what's your favorite places in India to visit? Favorite places in India would be uh, Calcutta, mm -hmm. uh, Kerala, and Goa. Excellent. Okay. Last question then uh, for people who uh -huh. want more information on what you do or how they can get in touch, uh, what must they do? Uh, please check out our website, www.uniarcha.com. That's a double, double N there. Mm -hmm. Or you can just write to us at care at uniarcha.com. Check, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We are Uniarcha Jules. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on the show, Divya. I know you're busy and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Neil. It was wonderful having you, talking to you. Excellent. Thank you, Divya. All the best. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for Divya for coming on the show today. Uh, if you want more information, you can go to their website, unichara.com. Thanks for listening and subscribing. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a comment in iTunes. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I should be back next week. If you want any feedback on the show or want to come on, please send me an email, hello at neilpatel.co or tweet at indianstartupsh or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show. Would love to connect. Thank you and goodbye.